get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Go to your computer and uh, type in, in the subject line, ClavesOnline.com. Go to Mike Claiborne's great website, tons of great content all the time. And, of course, you can hear Mike Claiborne on Cardinal Broadcasts with John Rooney on vacation. He's been doing the play-by-play. And you can hear him here Tuesdays with us here on 101 ESPN. Claves, good morning. How are you doing? I am doing well. Doing well. Just uh, hoping to get another win today. Hopefully. How have you enjoyed the play-by-play? Oh, I always enjoy it. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, I've had a chance to do it for a while now, and uh, working with Ricky and John, and before those guys, Mike Shannon. Uh, it, it's been a blast. It's been a lot of fun. It, it's even more fun when you win. Though. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it, you you sound better. At least you feel better <laughs> uh, because when you suck, like sometimes it happens. You just like Ugh, that didn't come out right. So, yeah, it, uh, but we've been on a little bit of a run, so it's been fun. Speaking of being on the run, Miles Michael has said after the game, post game yesterday, if we can win ten or twelve games, maybe we don't have to say goodbye to some of our close friends. How real is it in that locker room in that clubhouse that guys know exactly what this team needs to do in order for guys to actually stay around? Well, I think it's pretty evident. Um, I, I think these guys have finally come to the conclusion that the only way they can save each other is to play for each other. And, you know, this, this is a pretty close-knit group of guys, and they, they don't want to see people move. I, I think they want to have a crack at this thing. Like like I think everybody thought they would be good at the beginning of the year. It didn't work out. And now I think they're getting a second win, and, and who knows? You know, it, it's one of those things where I think you have to do business now before – obviously the trade deadline, but you know, this is a division that's still winnable. I mean, we've caught Milwaukee before and you know, while I, I respect them as a ball club, I think, you know, if the Cardinals are right, and I think it starts with pitching, if they're right, they can compete. I mean, they can win this thing. And I know I may sound like I'm losing my mind, but if you look at the schedule and you look at the teams they're facing, you take two out of three against everybody here down the stretch and maybe you sweep somebody before the All-Star break, you're right back in it. you got to get it in the single digits out of first place and you got to get to 500. If you do those two things, then obviously you, you might have a seat at the table. Clay, do you think it was just a uh, – you talked about guys knowing that they need to play for one another and, and the kind of the fire being lit under them now. Do you think it was just something to start the season where they knew they had a talented team and they just didn't perform and it was just underperformance the entire time? Yeah. I, you know, I think there's a, it was a combination of things. I think the WBC had more of an impact on the Cardinals than we thought, um, and I think Houston can say the same thing. Uh, they, they just never meshed coming out of spring training. And they started to scramble. They started to press. One thing leads to another. And all of a sudden, you find yourself in last place. Um, now, I think the things have started to come together. They've dealt with some injuries. Uh, they've had some people come in that have surprised them as far as their play is concerned. And this is more reflective of what I thought the Cardinals were going to be the last few games that they played. Now, you can say, well, it's the Washington Nationals. Yeah, but Washington can swing the bat a little bit. Their pitching is a little suspect, but they can swing the bat. They don't hit home runs, but they find a way to get on base and score. Uh, you look at Miami, I think one of the surprise teams in baseball. They can pitch a little bit. They've got a pretty good batting order as well. And, you know, if you beat those sort of teams, and then you go into Chicago and do some business there, you play them for four games, you get three out of four there, go to Arizona who's slipping a little bit, 
Maybe you get two out of three there, and then you come back home and take on the Cubs again. It, it's They have a shot. Now, it's not as great of a shot as you'd like for it to be, but I think they still have a shot. Claves, we've been talking about some of the interesting things that were said yesterday with John Mozeliak addressing the media and Ali Marmal following up afterwards. One of the big takeaways that I had was the outfield situation, at least moving forward for the next few weeks as they approach the trade deadline. What is your takeaway with the Dylan Carlson situation, how it seems like he's kind of fallen out of favor a little bit? Yeah, but you know what? He got a shot last night and was one of the best players on the field for the Cardinals. Uh, you know, he's always kind of been in that no-man's land role. I mean, you know, you have him in center, you put him in right. Uh, you know, he, he was struggling at the plate. I think what Dylan Carlson is doing now is trying to fight through the wall and not worry about the noise around him and just go play. And I thought we saw it last night. Uh, is he an odd man? I, I'm not sure. You know, I, I know we have some guys that they're going to showcase. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, if O'Neill comes back and Carlson, they're going to showcase these guys. And whoever they get the best offer for, uh, that'll be the person that'll move. And, you know, we're going to we're gonna lose a good player somewhere along the way before the deadline is for sure. Hey, Mike, what's – and I, I know there is a difference, but the production is there for Jack Flaherty this month. What's the difference between the 2019 second-half Jack Flaherty and the Jack Flaherty that somebody will likely get by the trade deadline? Well, you know what, Randy? I think we're seeing more than 19 because he's pitching instead of thinking. You know, Jack is a very meticulous player, and I think sometimes he overthinks things as far as how fine he needs to be. Uh, I think, you know, the whole catching situation has been a little bit of a distraction. You know, you can even say the defensive alignment has not been where it needs to be. I mean, we have a lot of balls that are hitting the air uh, that aren't being caught. And, you know, if you look at some of the plays that have been made, you know, maybe if a guy was a few steps over or a few steps in, you know, maybe that'd be a difference maker. So I I think with Jack, I think he just said, you know what, screw this. I'm going to just go out here and, and do what I do. And, uh, you know, he's a pitch-to-contact guy, but he can also get a strikeout. So he, he's a guy, and I think it's just reduced uh, the distractions around him. And if he goes, he goes. I mean, I think he's prepared for that. You know, I, I was I was kidding him the other day. I said, you, you have your bag packed, you know, <laughs> because he, he's a guy that he's pitched so well. He's pitched well enough to get traded, but he's also pitched well enough to be re-signed. Right, right. Uh, Mike, Cardinals have had myriad guys over the years that were relievers that wanted to start. Trevor Rosenthal comes to mind even when he was the closer. He wanted to start several other guys. And one of those people that we talked about when the Cardinals got him was Henesis Cabrera. Are you surprised that the Cardinals never sent him down to stretch out like they did with Zach Thompson earlier this season? I think the reason why they didn't is because they needed him in that role. I mean, we, we haven't had a we didn't have a real good quality lefty who could get people out. Um, until he rolled in. Now, he, he was inconsistent. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But I really felt like because they didn't have a plan B, if they moved him into the rotation, uh, is it the reason why they kept him in the bullpen. And next year, I mean, he with his arm, Cabrera can help somebody out. He's only going to be 27 years old. I would think that he'll wind up on somebody's staff for 2024. I, yeah, somebody's going to kick the tires on him. I don't think there's any doubt about that. He's, he's got talent. I don't think anybody's questioning his talent. I think that in his situation, he wanted to be in one role, and the Cardinals felt he would be more effective in another role. Uh, they disagreed, and uh, as Mo said yesterday, he'll have a chance to go somewhere and, and do what he wants to do as far as what role he wants. Claves, you talked about um, the the fielding and hitters, uh, batter 
players not being in the right spot when balls are being hit. The Cardinals starting rotation leads the league in hits allowed. And we had a cut from Mo earlier talking about maybe they'll go more to pitchers that are swing to miss. How did it take this long for this team to realize that a, they had guys out of place, and B, they needed to find pitchers that are more swing to miss than pitch to contact? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I think they've known it. I think from the defensive standpoint, because of the injuries that you've had, like your best, your, sec, your gold glove second baseman might have been your best outfielder. Mm-hmm. And you can move so many people in and out of different positions that there was no real continuity. Um, you know, that was because of the fact you just you had injuries, you had people who weren't performing. And it, it, I think it really cost them. I, I think it really cost them down the road. Now, with regard to swing and miss, well, everybody likes swing and miss these days, okay? I mean, we'd all like to have that. Uh, but there's other ways to get people out. You know, you maybe one more ground ball pitchers if you had this good defense you thought you had. Uh, so, you know, it just depends. Because I think we, we need to get back to finding pitchers instead of throwers. We're all enamored with somebody who can hit the gun at 100-plus miles an hour. But I'd rather have a guy who throws 96 or 94 with control. He can go up and down. Miles My, Michaels is a great example. When Miles Michaels is on, he's really hard to beat because he's a strike throw. When Jack Flaherty is on, Jack Flaherty doesn't throw 97 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. But he can get you out with a 93-mile-an-hour breaking ball, or he can get you out with a fastball that's moving away from you. So, you know, we, we've got to get back into that. We, we, we have to get guys who can come in and dominate as far as making you miss the bat. Claims, what do we have right now on Claims Online? Well, we've got a, our lunch show with Joe Roger. We did that yesterday. Dr. Rick and Bob Ramsey have a podcast that's going to drop tomorrow or Thursday. Uh, I'll have a walk in the fairway with Nick Ragone on Thursday. We'll also have uh, Good Nightingale, our, chat, our weekly chat with Bob Nightingale, talking about what's going on around the game of baseball, including the Cardinals. It's a beautiful thing. Love hearing you on the broadcast. Love tuning in to the Claves Online. It's always good to hear your voice, sir. We'll dig you catch later. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, Claves. Uh, Mike Claiborne with us, as he is every Tuesday here on 101 ESPN.